0: What it is, what is up, what is good gamers. This is Shawnof71 and your auditory canals are locked into episode 114 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. <laughs> As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. or uh, along with me, rather, if I can speak, are my partners in crime. We got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, brother?
1: Uh, not much. Just always happy to be here and uh, talking with you, Kev, and and Joe, my gamer stepson. So <laughs> it's always a it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
0: <laughs> indeed. Indeed, indeed. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Abuse. Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear gaming stepdad, it's like, part of me
2: dies. No. Part of me dies. No. <laughs> I don't want to be despondent. No. Come and play games with me. Oh.
1: <laughs> don't you know i'm working
2: <laughs> damn it no <laughs>
0: mm, mm, mm. Oh, so how are you doing dude
2: i'm okay i'm good i'm good just busy busy with all this business on here uh, um, i pretty much uh, we'll talk about it later for des but i wound up securing another ps5 for a friend of mine on here and i found out he actually wanted it for his um uh, brother-in-law on there so he's hooking him up with ps5 so um a f- good friend of mine omar he works uh, as a nurse and so he works at uh, fresno community and so he doesn't really he works overnights basically and so he doesn't get a chance to like queue up anything as far as trying to secure a ps5 and so it's, it's kind of cool and i found out that uh you know, he's buying this as a Christmas present, a belated Christmas present for his brother-in-law. So that's awesome. Yeah, got got yeah, the it feels. On yeah, me, and, I, so. and
1: I and I got one too. So I got a I got a I finally got a PS Five. So yay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> so yay. We'll,
2: we'll see how that goes. I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like it's a cool thing for me to try to secure PS Fives. You know, I I was asking uh, like you know. Chris, a.k.a. Lefty Brown from GH Radio, if he wanted one. And, of course, you know, it's just... I know it'd be hard for me to, like, send it cross-country afterwards, you know. But, yeah, hopefully for everyone that's looking for one still, you'll be able to, like, you know, find one. It'd be, I think this last week that I've seen more activity on the PS5 front than I have in a while, so... Did he move? No, no, no. I'm ta- uh, I should have mentioned Alfred wanted one as well, but I didn't oh, want to ship it oh, to okay. Alfred. Oh, yeah, Chris. Chris needs oh, okay. to like move some funds around because he's too busy buying Xbox crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's gonna be waiting for his Biden bucks uh, to like, <laughs> you know, be able to knock knock out that uh, PS5 purchase if need be. You know, we're stimulating yeah. the economy and getting people PS5s out there. So <laughs> and that's always good. <laughs> yeah, government works in mysterious ways. I know. I wish. Yeah, it's it's. I wish the help would go to the people that need it in the, these <laughs> tough economic times right now, and with everything with COVID. So, but you know, it's just really, it, you know, without getting into the weeds, it's like it'd be super hard to vet the people that really need it and tell people like myself that don't really need it as far as not having the money because any any little money helps, of course. So,
0: well, I mean, you know. Hey, I'm if, if I'm 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 good on it. If, if Uncle Sam wants to buy my next TV, I'm cool. <laughs> yep. I I ain't gonna argue with that. So <laughs> I had enough taxes. to out. he can he can think of it. He can think of it as partial reparations. There you go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they actually yeah, to, They, was they was have easy.
2: a commission with the Biden administration about talking about reparations. That shit events. ain't happening.
0: Pardon my <laughs> language. <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. No, it's not. That
0: ain't happening. That ain't happening. But we are. Uh, we are. We are not. We're a lot not of political podcasts, a political podcast. I know. We're not a political podcast. But, but okay, our first topic on the docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off, man? What you been playing?
2: Uh, This last week, it's been a lot of games with the number two at the end, so um, Sunday I kind of dug deep into playing some Destiny 2, uh, played the Beyond Light expansion a little bit, uh, went back and uh, was doing the introductory New Light uh, storyline, questline, the one that started in the Cosmodrome I talked about last episode on there and so i got introduced to the people at the tower including zavala and uh holloway and all the uh old haunts on there it's just kind of funny as a new character to get introduced to everyone on there i guess uh the dr- the drifter took over for um Cade as being the hunter mentor in the game which is funny <laughs> you know so the drifter the
0: yeah, the the, 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 the oh, wow the, that that what was that game that he the was G- he was gambit
2: gambit Gambit. the The gambit Gambit
0: guy is the new hunter guy yeah he's the new hunter guy what
1: happened to the prince (laughs) and
0: yeah, i thought wasn't the wasn't the the spider the spider people uh her brother supposed to be like one of the
2: no i got introduced with the drifter as being the hunter uh because you know obviously zavala is the um uh, titan representative at the tower and of course uh ikura is the warlock uh representative at the tower and then the drifter mm-hmm. is the hunter representative mm-hmm. and they kind of were saying I, I don't know about this guy but yeah because of the death of cage six spoiler alert <laughs> that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh that uh yeah the drifter is now the hunter representative at the tower so you know
0: so did he kill cage six or did somebody else do that I, I can't. I like, honestly, I played through it. I just can't remember.
2: No, no, no. It, it, it had to do with uh, something else on there. So. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Okay. Was that was that it, or? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah uh, actually, I got some more, but I got some people at my door, unfortunately. So okay. Uh, you
0: me in a minute All right. Okay. No problem. Okay, Dez, what you been playing, bro?
1: Uh what have I been playing? Um I have been playing uh Borderlands 3. I got it for um uh, well I already had it and I got it and I was playing that because I got the PS5 and then I was like, okay, now I got to play some games on here. So this, the first day I got it on Wednesday and so the first day I was just loading up stuff onto it. So I started playing Borderlands 3 with Joe and that's just been a hoot. I did the the whole thing to have it um in the super to greatest uh because it has a an i guess an, an up res or whatever uh for for it so i started playing that and it looks really good like i'm really i'm just really excited you know for for my ps5 and it's really you know rein, reinvigorated my my want to play games um i don't i guess a new toy will do that but yeah i've been playing borderlands 3 with joe it's been really fun Uh, I finally settled on a character, um, it'll be, um, the operative, uh, Zane, so I'm playing Zane, uh, fun character, well, I'm kind of moving between Amara and Zane, uh, but for the most part, I'm really enjoying playing with Zane, so Zane has been the, the, the one that's been kind of my main, uh, for right now, um, also, also been playing, um, uh, the Outer Worlds, I know that it didn't. It it looks better and ha, and has had a graphical upgrade, and that's been um been really cool. Um, but I'm definitely um excited uh, to play more games on the 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 PS5. Um, I up did the Immortals: Phoenix Rising is another one that that I did the um the PS5 upgrade, so I'll be playing that again. Uh, downloaded. The God of War, because it comes with PS5. Uh, so I did that. I also got Ease uh, 9 uh, Mon- Monstrum Nox. So I haven't played it yet, uh, but I do want to start playing that as well. This will be my, I well, I, I won't say it's the first entry of, of the Ease games, but um, it's I've played it like a long time ago, and this is my, my, my re entry into it. So I'm thinking that that'll be be good. And yeah, the last the last couple of games was uh, Joe and I played uh, the Capcom Beat 'Em Up uh, bundle. We played uh, Final Fight. So that's another game. Like I love just putting those games on and just hitting it and just uh, taking care of business and saving folks. Mm-hmm. So the last two games that I'm going to be playing on my PS4, which I cannot wait, is Ghost of Tsushima. I just cannot wait to play. That game, I've been waiting to play it on my PS5 so I can play it on the Super Greatest, so I will be playing that uh, to completion. I probably I, I want to complete the game. And then the last game that I wanted to start playing again was Strange Brigade. I, up, I uploaded it. Uh, Joe told me that you had asked about it last night, Kev, so so i'm down to play some strange brigade again i really enjoy the game and i really want to um play it we had joe and i actually almost got to the end of it so and i'm like you guys finished it no no we never we never finished it and i think uh yeah we never finished it we wanted to finish it but we just um it was my fault it was it was it was my fault uh uh, step daddy. Uh, gamer step daddy. I had to, <laughs> I had to put that one to the to to the curb. I was like, "You're a bad kid," and so I, you know, <laughs> I felt bad because we literally had got to the end of the game. Like literally got to the end of the game, and uh, Joe, being the nice guy that he is, didn't say anything when I stopped playing it. Moved on to other things. So I have sworn to go back and. Um, uh, go back and play it and uh beat it um so I'm starting from fresh I'm starting from scratch, so to speak, so I will definitely be um be doing that with him uh, and and hopefully you kev i i i you you had liked the um you had liked the game so um yeah it was pretty, pretty cool
0: you will be cool. able
1: to to what jump in. What are you in. talking about? I'm back. Uh Strange Brigade. Welcome back but uh Strange Brigade and how and how you were feeling like a gamer stepson. Um so <laughs> so I went um I went and I downloaded it. I, I uploaded it to my PS4. So now uh, we can play. We can play. I can I I can take you to the park and throw the ball around with you that way you can <laughs> still loved
2: it's not like that we just want to get some value out of the game no
1: no dude 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 It's okay it's okay i'll and never leave we... you
2: again <laughs> promise we'll promise. play todokin 2 again right Rice gaming stepdaddy yes 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 todokin 2
1: it's not your fault that I stopped playing, Joe. It's not your fault. It's <laughs> not your fault.
2: It's not. Robot Fantastic Star fault. Online too. That's it. It's not your
1: fault. Actually that's Xbox's fault. That's why I'm not gonna play it on that. So sorry, buddy.
2: So Well it's on Steam yeah. in the Epic Game Store. It's coming up on the Epic Game Store. Good yeah.
1: On. I'll I'll try it again when um when um call it comes out new genesis or whatever it's called so i'll try it again for that so but those but that's oh and then i uh still playing the normal the regular games that i've been playing on uh on the on my switch um so so yeah i've been been uh been keeping it you know real with the ps5 i'm really looking forward to um playing more games on that like it just i really like it so, 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 Joe, Well, let's get back to you, buddy. What have you been playing? That's all, that's all I've been playing. So, Joe, what okay. have you been playing?
2: Uh, what else? Well, Destiny 2, of course. Uh, Division 2, um, I'm starting a Xbox uh, Series X playthrough because I am going to play a campaign or at least play some multiplayer with the uh, GH Radio crew on there. So, we're playing later on tonight on there. So, it's kind of cool just to start fresh on that game and play it at the... Wonderful 60 frames a second, 4K, all that wonderful goodness on there. I want to get back to the PS4 version, but there's too many games with a service I'm playing right now. But we'll see if, if I dabble back into that and try to go after uh, uh, Li Fang or whatever her name is So, on that. i uh, playing a lot of Borderlands 3. I think you probably already talked about Des. Yep. I did. Uh, uh, but I've been enjoying playing with you on there. Um, it's been fun. Uh, you know, um, trying to get to the point in the storyline where we get back on to uh, Pandora on there, or Sanctuary, I should say. On <laughs> Pandora. Uh, sure. uh, yeah, we're on Pandora, but I want to get to Sanctuary. Uh, one thing I did with the game is that I have a bunch of shift codes, you know, gearboxes, proprietary, like you know, golden key, uh, warehouse, but you're able to queue up like certain pre-order like weapons and bonuses and that kind of thing. So I redeemed them all right away and i come to find out I only have 16 slots in my inventory and it's killing, killing. Cause you know, Des loves the fact that, you know, in these games, I love to just hoard every little chest. I, I don't own. love the fact that. <laughs> oh, I know I do. I, she, Desmond know it feels the pain cause I am, I'm having to roll back. And sell some stuff, you know. I got this urge to pick up every little thing and and uh, sell it and go back and like, you know, basically, uh, like I'm hoard- hoarding like nuts yep. in, in a, a in a barrel of a tree, like my effing squirrel or something. Digital <laughs> hoarder <stuff> over here. <laughs> So uh, enjoying playing the game so far. It uh, seems like I played a lot of the uh, introductory content a few times as Desmond has cycled through a few Shut characters, but it's not a big, big deal. Not a big deal. Uh-huh. So yeah. <laughs> not mm-hmm. a big deal. I, I, get, I get the extra value of rinsing and repeating the storylines multiple times. So it's no big deal. <laughs>
0: That's called replay value, sir. There you go. Replay value. <laughs> I am making you, Before I'm you making, finish the game.
2: Yep. I'm giving you a
1: repay, replay value, buddy, so you're welcome.
2: Yes, no. As, as long as I'm getting some multiplayer game time in uh, with my gaming stepdaddy, it's all good. It's not your fault, Joe. Yeah. I know. As long as I'm not being abused, it's okay. It's not your fault, so. buddy. It's not your fault. <laughs> Also, playing Hybraxia 2, uh, a game that was provided to me by East Asia Soft, uh, like I talked about last week's episode. Uh, got up to the second levels of uh, each um, branching path on there. Kind of takes a, a Darius type of aspect where if you go one way, you branch off. If you go another way, you branch off, and there's branching paths then from there. And so, Ah, uh, still enjoying the game. I still heartily will recommend it. Uh, yeah, I was—that's the game I was referencing last week that had the kind of eight-bit uh, old-school shmup type feelings on there. And I actually found out that I haven't been playing it to its fullest potential. I—I I thought that you only had the ability to be able to shoot. Uh, in the rear with the, using the uh, LB button on the Xbox controller, I found out that not only do you have direction with your um, regular shot, but you have the ability to be able to both shoot, uh, have an extra front and back shot as well. So there's a lot of uh, different gameplay techniques with it. And so I definitely would recommend. Uh, firing it up. I'm not sure if there's multiplayer in there, but uh if there is, I would see if anyone out there is going to pick it up and uh, play along with me. But uh that's pretty much all I've been playing this last week. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, for me it's been uh, just a couple of things. I've been number one, I've been playing Godfall. Uh really been enjoying the game. I am uh, I'm think I'm just about at the halfway point for Godfall. I'm actually in the the part where you're uh, when you're actually the the your what your assignment is is you have to take take down the generals of the person that betrayed you. So I'm actually in the middle of I'm I'm actually in the middle of close to the middle of doing that. I've taken down two generals so far. I think I've got two more to go or three more to go rather. So if my count is correct, but I've been having a lot of fun with that. The more I play of Godfall, the only real short, well, there's two shortcomings. Number one is the story. Um, I think I've mentioned that before, but number two, the only other shortcoming that has kind of uh, not really hit me in the face, but but has come to my attention is that the combo system is very rudimentary. So in a way, it's almost reminiscent of a... Well, not even that, because even a Musou has more combo variants than Godfall does, unfortunately. Uh, You find yourself really... You're really stuck doing the same core combo throughout the game. I don't see that really changing. You can mix up some shield attacks... Uh, in the midst of it, but it's you're basically doing a four a four hit combo that the fourth hit resulting in a, a crowd control or a, a area effect blast. And I wish that I I just wish that there that some more time would have been given to the combat uh, options in the game. Uh, but other than that, the frame rate is is great. The the visual aesthetic of the game is awesome. Uh but yeah, those are the only real two shortcomings that I found with the game, but it, it definitely doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't deserve the flack it's been getting uh on the reviews. Um revisited River City Girls. I'm playing through some of the uh unlockable characters. So I'm I'm using the uh the their boyfriends. I I, I was uh Kunio uh, and uh, R- R- Ricky, uh, Rick R- Rikuyo or Ricky. I, they call him Ricky in the game. Some people call him Ricky, me call him Rikuyo. Um, so I've unlocked those two. I'm going through the game with um, uh, uh, with Cunio and just kind of exploring his move set and unlocking his some unlocking his moves, uh, just kind of going through the game that way. So that's a lot of fun. The only thing I don't like about it, is that it doesn't change the not only doesn't change the story of the game it doesn't change the dialogue so whenever you get to a cut scene, it's always uh uh the two main the two main girls that are doing the dialogue and doing the talking, even though it's, it's you know the one of the unlockable characters is that's actually doing the fighting, so I kind of wish that there would have been like a like some bonus, some bonus stages, if not, if not, you know, additional story content for the unlockable characters, because it's just kind of weird. It just kind of takes you out of the 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 overall aesthetic of the game. But yeah, that that's a that's a great brawler. If you haven't played it, River City Girls is definitely an homage to the old school. And it plays excellently. And I can't remember if I mentioned on the last last episode or not, but I wrapped up Resident Evil Seven. It's part of the PlayStation Collection when you buy a PS Five, and that game was pretty good. It was. day was pretty good. I. The only thing I can I can say is that I think it went one stage too too far. It really should. I, in my opinion, I thought it should have ended with um it could have ended with the the last boss fight but i definitely understand why uh it continued on but um it's been it's been it's a great game so major major kudos for folks that are um I mean, for not for folks, but for Capcom for taking a risk on that first-person perspective because I didn't think I would really enjoy it all that much. I, I mean, it's Resident Evil. I dig the franchise, but um, I, I definitely see why they went first-person with the game, as there's definitely um, a certain. A certain level of immersion but i'm still team third person sorry <laughs> i really like to see them go back to third person in the series but uh that's pretty much all i've been playing so uh our next topic on the docket is going to be the main event so des why don't you take things away and get that going for the for our listeners
1: oh, sure thing so so our main event was really, really good this this time. So thank you so much for everyone who who responded on Twitter, who came to our Discord, and joined our Discord. We had a really good and very positive um, main event. So the question that we asked for was, "What are your favorite arcade memories?" If you are as old as we are, speak for yourself, Joe. Uh, you are heading, you're hang, you were hanging out in arcades, playing all the latest games, placing your token on the glass and brawling 1v1 for bragging rights. Let us know your arcade experience and the games you loved that have stood the test of time. And we will chew the fat on our next episode. Which we did. Um, So, let me read you a couple of these. um, From Alberco, a longtime listener on Discord says, hands down with my circle of friends, it would be the X-Men arcade game. Definitely had a lot of our quarters and tokens. True, fantastic game. I played it a lot. I beat it uh, a couple of times. I usually play this, um, uh, as Colossus or, um, or Storm, actually. Uh, but Nightcrawler was really cool. So, it's such a great game! Such a fantastic game. Did you ever it's, play that game,
2: Joe? Yeah, it kind of sucks that uh, Konami hasn't put a compilation of these out, but I think with the license and everything, you probably can't. Uh, Yeah, but there is an arcade one up that's coming with this game in it on there, but nothing will beat the Gigantor cabinet it was in. Yes. Uh, I know the, you know, there's been some like, sometimes some operators out there, some arcade operators would convert. Some of the um, pre-existing arcade machines to put new games in there, uh-huh. and so sometimes you get like you know if you go like locally here go go down to like Blackbeard's and Nickel Arcade, <laughs> like yeah. you got the like crappy cabinet like with the like bad monitor and everything running the game off of yeah, there. Yeah, the but... s- yeah, the sticky
1: the sticky um, uh, controls and stuff like that. Oof.
2: Yeah, yeah, but on an actual the actual cabinet is super nice. Yeah. There, so. Yeah, on there, but X Men was a, is a favorite, but it wasn't like oh my god, kind of thing. Because at the time, we we're like flushing uh brawlers on there, and so I, I remember Captain America and the Avengers too. That was a yep. east brawler, and I loved that one. I think I like that one more than the X Men one, to tell you guys honest truth. So,
1: no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. But I had a I always had a, a soft spot in my heart for X Men, so I will always. Prefer the X-Men over the Avengers. Sorry, you know, yeah. I know the Avengers are the, are, the are like, super big with the movies and all that, but you always make mine X-Men, so.
2: Oh, I don't know. The, X, the X-Men game I really love is, like, you know, of course, the first fighting game from Capcom, and then the Street Fighter versus X-Men as well, so. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Willie G on Discord says, uh, as a kid, when I had a doctor's appointment, I would have to stay on base and wait for my mom to get off from work before she could drive me home. On the upside I got to roll I got a roll of quarters and could hang out at the base's arcade. This game uh this game over and over again. And he put a link to the arcade museum and uh uh it was it, I I don't know this game. Bossa, Bossa, no, it's Bosconian. Bosconian
2: Yeah, Bosconian. I've never heard of that game. Um, actually, I played it, but it's been a while since I played it. Uh, this is a, a Midway game, but it's actually a Namco game. This is pre Namco Galaga. This is like between Galaxian wow. and Galaga on here. And so, uh, and just to refresh my memory before we re- recorded the show, I actually fired up my uh. I have an, a modded arcade one-up with a RetroPie in there, and so I got every game under the sun, and so I fired up and uh, played some Bosconian for the first time in probably 20 years, and it basically reminds me of Rally X, but in space, because it literally like plays like Rally X. And If you don't remember Rally X, it was like a uh, kind of maze Pac-Man type of game from... Uh, uh, namco but you played as a car and you basically was going through grabbing flags and using like uh smoke to because you're being chased by other cars in a maze on here and literally it just felt like playing rally x but in space and uh you were shooting down these uh big uh, motherships that were littered in the level and and you have to shoot all the motherships down to finish the stage on there, and obviously, in the middle, you got asteroids, you got like you know, bombs out in space, and uh, other spaceships following you, and it, it seems pretty cool. And so, I probably wouldn't mind going back and playing this. I wish that Namco would put this on a compilation because it's you know, once they get those Namco arcade compilations out, they don't seem like they throw this game on there. And I think it maybe has to do with the fact that maybe it's tied in with something with Midway, possibly for that, but uh, it's a cool game, so.
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, the wandering nomad, our friend Damon um, at the one nomad three. That's the number one and the number three on Twitter says, uh, "Section Z couldn't get that jam out of my head. Still remember it now." Uh, yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. I didn't really play that much Section Z, uh, Section. But... go ahead. I'm yeah. Fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I just didn't really play that much of Section Z. I had a couple of games that I always played. Uh, at the arcade, you know, and uh, but yeah, go ahead on your memories about Section Z. Well,
2: my biggest memories of Section Z is actually the NES version of Section Z. But uh, actually, because I was doing some research on Bosconian, I fired up Section Z <laughs> as well on my cab, wow. and yeah, in fact, I actually have, I have Section Z for my uh, Turbo Graphics Duo as well. So I have the PC Engine disc of that and uh you know it's been a while since i played that but uh it's been a long time since i played the arcade version of section z and it's way different from the nes version of it but uh i could see where damon could get into this game because it was pretty addictive you you play as this little spaceship guy this little guy in a spacesuit and you're going from left to right but there's the ability to be able to hit a button to go and shoot backwards on there so you're k- kind of positioning your guy to go forwards and backwards and s- still playing a uh, you know f- scrolling shmup from left to right on there so so and I could see the gameplay loop with it and it seemed pretty damn fun it's probably one of the games that's going to be on Capcom uh, Stadium Arcade the Switch compilation which we'll talk about more in news on that uh kev you have any memories of section z at all
0: um gosh i'm i'm trying to get a i'm trying to get a clear picture of it is that the one where is that i know you're you're you were an astronaut you know or due to the jetpack in space fighting all this stuff but is that the one where you you shot the power-ups and they could change to different things and like there was like a three-way spread and then there's the laser and then or am i thinking about something else
2: you eventually would pick up uh, uh, power ups or whatnot and just to kind of refresh your memory a bit if you look in the outline I threw a link in there if you want to bring up at least the key art and that I think for it
0: so uh, okay okay but it it, it, it sounds it sounds I know I've played it um, I'm just I was just trying to get a mental a mental picture of it yeah yeah it's the but see there is also another game that I remember called formation Z. Uh, and that's the one that's the z one that kind of sticks in my mind where you were a jet you were basically it was almost like a very rudimentary Robotech and you were a transforming jet. You could be a robot mech running on the ground and jumping, but if you hit the jump button and held it, you would transform into a jet and it was a two yeah. d side scrolling uh shoot 'em up yeah, I, and I just remember playing up. that one.
2: I looked at it right now and I've never played this one on here. It looks like it's a game from Jalico. It looks like yeah. it came out in 1984. Mm-hmm. On there
1: so so many um so Joe, why don't you go
2: ahead and read the, the
1: the the next one? Uh
2: Okay, uh this one came uh entry from uh, Good for Gamings RoboPig. Uh, he's also known under RoboPig on Twitter, so R E B O P with the number 1 G uh, the arcade felt uh, like a place where you were with your people, fellow gamers. And it may be nostalgia talking, but it felt like gaming was more inclusive back then. Young, old, men, women—all that matters was your skills in playing the games you love.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to uh, agree with that. Uh, although, it definitely, I definitely saw older and younger people there, and it was great because, like, people would bring their 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 kids. And so like the parents had to do something too. So sometimes you'd see a parent playing like an old an old Miss Pac Man or Pac Man game, um, or something. Um but yeah, I definitely have to agree
2: with that. You know, and yeah. ninja go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, one thing about my memories about with my parents at least, they would bring us to the arcade. It's not like they would just dump us off <laughs> on that. I think I talked about previous on the show that um my parents knew the manager at the Chuck E. Cheese. And so we would get the hookups during the summer. we get free tokens. And uh, while we were there, it's like, I remember my dad, both my parents playing both, uh, like, you know, of course, Pac-Man. They were big Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man fans. Uh, but the, my parents' game, that they, they, they played together. They would play, like, the alternating gameplay was Centipede. They love Centipede, so. So they're about, cool. to, they're about to Centipede. Yeah, they were about the centipede, and, and my dad would talk about getting a high score, you know, and and uh, getting long and how far they went in certain stages on here. In fact, my parents, you know, they supported gaming for me. They played games with me, too. And uh, even after, like, years and years afterwards, they would uh, play Tengen Tetris on the NES uh, my dad would play it to where he would play it on the highest level on the highest speed and they would get up the, the level 23, 24, 25 sometimes. Yeah.
1: So, I yeah, remember yeah. Your, I remember going to your house and your mom playing uh, Dr. Mario too.
2: Oh, Dr. Mario was my parents' game, man. They played it yeah. at the highest speed. They would play it to where it was like, they would start with the most garbage on the screen and they would work their way down. And I, for the life of me, couldn't get my skills up on that. But um, playing that with them, my mom, we used to play a lot of um, Sega Master System Monopoly, too. So, I mean, my parents, uh, they're in it to win it sometimes with games, especially especially if something really hit with them. So, and, uh, you know, it hits me in the feels talking about that. But yep. that's a whole other thing in the nutshell as far as talking about yeah. uh, memories from arcades. But, you know, my parents, they they were involved. You know, oftentimes they did drop us off, you know, it was back in the 80s where they didn't care about no mol- molestos <laughs> coming after me or anything like that, you know, yeah. even though they probably should have, you know, so. but
1: Yeah, but I think that's one of the things that really kind of happened was a lot of people were having memories because I think that really is really what struck a chord. With uh, with uh, with with folks when I when we posed this question, because yeah. Hoodie Ninja at Hoodie Ninja on Twitter basically says too many memories to post, but the uh, ambiance uh, is the thing that stuck with me the most. Wandering around in otherwise dark rooms surrounded by a symphony of lights and sounds, while trying to decide which one to spend your last quarter on. Exactly, I think he like, I think Hoodie Ninja encapsulated like that that feeling and then he 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 uh, added a clip from youtube which was just sounds of the of of an 80s arcade and when i listened to that it really took me back to you know pinballs you know it, when you when you close your eyes you could hear like all of the digital sounds and this digital symphony of people like pressing buttons uh like rockets being fired, like little you know, pew, 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 and doo, 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 and, pow, and, and the pinball machines going in the background. So, so yeah, that is something that that with the advent of uh, home consoles and stuff, just really – I think that's one of the things that's, that's really, really, really missing. And that's another reason why I really want to go to Japan uh, at some point when all this stuff dies down because I really want to go into – a, a pachinko parlor or or a Japanese um, arcade, and really be able to experience that because you it's really you really can't experience that 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 sound that feeling uh, in in the U.S. as much anymore. And if you can, you know, and, and in your neck of the woods, you know, uh, shout out those places where you go um, when you hear this uh, to respond to us. Like, where's an arcade? You know, just to keep it going. You know what's an arcade that you remember, um, that you used to go to. You know, um, and 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 like, wh- where did you spend your quarters at? You know, we could talk more about this. You know, in the comments on our Discord and um, and on Twitter, wherever you want. So, so we have one last one, and then we're going to talk a little bit about our memories. Um, I know Joe did a little bit, but but um, so you can read the last one, uh, Joe.
2: Okay, yeah, and this was a reply to Hoodie Ninja's post, and this is from Retro Rents Al and he goes by uh, Retro Rents Al on Twitter, and it said, "Oh my God, the memories that this just brought back! Almost had that instant body reaction of wanting to run towards my favorite cabinet while crossing the divine threshold of a House of Games." Yep,
1: it's stated, re- I mean, so. it really, it really speaks to it. So, so, uh, Kev, like, what are some of your, you know, favorite arcade memories?
0: Well, I've got a bunch, but I will I'll condense it down to two. Uh one that took place at uh Cosmic Empire aka Video Pinball way back in the way back in the 80s, early 80s, maybe late 70s, early 80s. I, I the exact time early, is
2: It was early 80s, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it was when I when I was going there.
2: That's before and,
0: my time and uh and uh the other one took uh at um the other one that took place at uh festival game palace. So Ooh, love it. <laughs> so my dad, um, he, he claimed to not really like video games, but uh, you know, come, come to find out he actually did play. He just didn't want anybody to know it. Uh, but we, there was this place that I mentioned called cosmic empire here. And, my parents were concerned, you know, about leaving me there by myself because I was still, at, still a young kid. But my dad used to take me on, on Saturdays, you know, it would be like, I think a couple of times he took me on Friday evenings. But anyway, there was this stereotypical creeper dude that used to hang out. He was like, he wasn't an old guy. But he was, I mean, and like, like, as I mentioned before, you know, there are all kinds of people in the arcade, but they're actually playing game people, people with their kids, older people there by themselves. But there was like this creeper dude who was always like kind of hanging out in front of the arcade and would kind of come in. And when people would drop their kids off and the kids would run out of, run out of tokens, he was always there like asking kids if they wanted tokens. And it was just really creepy. So my dad, uh, 30 years in the military, six, three, six, four, uh, big bald black man. (laughs) So he starts taking me to video empire. And, uh, as was usually the case with my dad, you know, he, he never really met a stranger, you know, come to, you know, he started talking with, I don't know if it was the manager or the, um, uh, one of the employees that would you know make change for tokens anyway this this creeper dude and my dad had seen him before but it, it was just, he you i guess he my dad had just had enough of him and he saw him coming up to this kid and he was i don't know what he said but he my dad took i, I remember my dad took this dude outside and he said some words to him. I don't know what he said. There was no fight. There was no. There was no yelling. There was no argument. But what I do know is that that guy left, and he never came back. <laughs> at least, at least of the times that that I that I was going to video pinball. So, well, um, yeah. I but what I do know is that he went back and he found that kid, and he told him. He said. If you run out of if you run out of tokens you come to me. He said don't don't go to any of these other weirdos out here. I do remember him saying that. And you know that's just the kind of guy my dad was. He was just he was like no if he saw something you you know again 30 years of US Navy will do that to you where uh your level of F's is very very low when it comes to nonsense. And uh he called that he called that creep out on it. So That was my first one. The second one that I can remember is that I actually caught up with, uh, um, well, well, I caught up with an old friend from high school. But when it comes to uh, like gaming, specific gaming-related stuff, um, there, there was this game at Festival Game Palace called uh, Discs of Tron. And if you, if if you don't know what Tron is. What Star Wars is to most people, Tron is to me. Not, not, that, not that crappy sequel they did, but I mean the original one with, you know, uh, uh, Diane, I was about to say they meant to run off the, 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 the original cast, but look up Tron, watch Tron, it's an amazing film, uh, came, came out in the 80s. So they had discs of Tron there, and I was really good at it, Like like really good. And I don't know who I was always like right up at the at the at the top of the leaderboard on that game. And it was funny because I never knew who was beating my score. But there was somebody there was somebody there that was like beating my score. And it, and I never, never met the person. Don't know who they were. But I just kind of had like this, at least on my side, like this running rivalry with whoever this this individual was and i mean i i could break a million points on on and this other person could break a million points of dysoptron and we were we would just go back and forth just go back and forth and and i never met this person but um you know i i kind of i kind of felt that we had like this this uh, kind of this Ken Ryu rivalry thing going on, uh, and for as long as there was Disotron in there, because uh, I think eventually it was pulled out. But um, yeah, that was that was just one of the, one of those things that happened that you just don't get now because we've got consoles and PCs, and you can just connect on the internet and and you know and play with with anybody. There's just something about um, competing. <clears throat> competing with another person, even even if they're not even if they're not there, you know that there is like another person there. And it, it, like I said, it's just different when you're doing it online. It's it's just different. But I, I will tell, I will say one one quick thing. One one quick thing. Um, Festival Game Palace used to be next to this pool supply store, and there was this dude that worked at the pool supply store and he used to i mean i don't know how old he was he was a young person but i always thought it was weird this guy was really good at street fighter 2 the like the original street fighter 2 uh machines were in there you know that was like the fighting game thing i i, I later became uh, a fatal fury guy but you know street yeah. fighter was, was was the jam for fighting for the fighting scene back then and I I I I saw this guy play, and he was like beating everybody, everybody. And I was like, one day I just asked him. I said, "Man, how are you so good at this?" And he said, "Oh yeah, well I, I just cash my checks here, and I just I just spend all my tokens in here." Wow. And I was just like, <laughs> it just hit me like, You've- like. like Really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah. He said I you know, I he's like I I, I basically you know, I, I worked there part time. He said, you know, I just I don't really need the money. And so I it's just something to do. And he's like, I just I just come here and uh yeah, you know, cash my check and I just get it all into tokens and you know, I just figured out, you know, just, just figured stuff out. And, and and to me that was like the first time that you know i it's like i, I can i always consider myself like hardcore but that was hardcore you know where you know I'm, i i guess it's easy when you ain't got no bills or at least the bills that you got other people are paying for <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so that you can go and cash your old little check at the next door arcade and just you know man i'm, I'm devoting my i'm devoting my my off time to street fighter 2 It's like I, I i just that was just a trip for me so yeah those those are the three memories that uh kind of st- stick stick off the top of the dome for arcades for me
1: well well you know that the the, the guy beating the tron stuff is your dad right <laughs> no
0: it was, no no. this was this was well after this is well after my Uh-oh. dad passed away, unfortunately. well i was just saying because like that
1: would have been really kind of <coughs> funny if your dad was kind of sneaking in there <laughs> be like this boy think he good that would have been hilarious i'd have been like okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: so joe i know you you know are a uh, uh or or a, an arcade veteran uh what are some of your um uh what are some of your fondest memories
2: uh, just sad to think right now, and it's just uh going and having memories of all the different places i've been as far as playing arcade games, not only here locally, you know in town, but you know I remember when me uh and kev and i think i wasn't sure if Fred was with us, but we took a trip just to go to Golfland in Sunnyvale, California, mm-hmm. on there, and uh uh, we were just memor- mesmerized because of the fact that they had some cabinets there, including, I think, uh, the um, Sega game Breakout. I think it's not Breakout, but uh, like Spike? Uh, Spike Out.
0: There you go. Spike yeah. Out.
2: Yeah, Spike Out. It was like a uh, linked brawler. This is like 1996, 1997. So this is like you know mid-90s, late-90s arcade Sega on there. And I really wanted to check out Spike Out. And then they also had... Uh, Samurai Showdown 64, uh, there, which is the first time I've seen that, and the last time I've seen that in the cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) on there so and just love the fact that you know we're willing to drive like two hours just to go to an arcade on there you Mm -hmm. know and just the number of different arcades like des like you took me down to a local spot not too long ago i think it was like seven eight years ago oh in san francisco in in san francisco yeah Yeah, i was like under a bridge (laughs) yeah
1: under under like stockton uh stockton bridge yeah right right
2: next to chinatown yeah. yeah, and, you know, the, these people wound up uh, bringing in some Japanese cabs and they were playing, like, stuff like, you know, Gundam Versus and, uh, you know, uh, all the major, like, fighting games at the time, and, you know, that kind of thing on there. Just to, to bring back that kind of a 1v1 kind of thing and, uh, yeah. and just all the different memories. I mean, it's like, you know, back in the day, like, literally, you would have an arcade machine wherever, like, in the grocery store, you know, hell, my mom would go... Uh, go get groceries and there'd be a one low arcade machine in, in the grocery store and yeah i know where i'm gonna spend my time i ain't gonna be looking yeah. at my mom buying groceries hey <laughs> yeah. and
1: god forbid you go to a pizza parlor
2: <laughs> oh uh, the pizza parlors too i mean chuck e cheese was not the only place we went to go play oh, of course know. you know round table um i remember shaky's pizza across the street from fresno state mm-hmm. We used to go to a lot on there, um, and so you know a lot of my good times. And you know, you know, you name it, Pizza Factory. I mean, uh, there's even laundromats. For God's sake, I used to go. I I was washing no no laundry. I I'd take my bike out and go to the laundromat down the street from my house uh, over on Butler and Cedar and go play Phoenix and like some old school arcade games. I remember Phoenix being the one though that just really I would get get on my bike get some quarters you know i'm like eight nine years old and having to go and do that so and of course um going to my one trip to tokyo and visiting japanese arcades and just getting that feel it was me and my friend terry i know des you were supposed to be with us but uh, you weren't able to make it on there and yeah it's just you know just between all the different Travels. I would say those are my like my mainstay arcade memories. Going to Circus Circus in Vegas and just being mesmerized by their arcade. Uh, I remember they had a sit down outrun with the um, like uh, full effects and everything, so it was a full sit, sit down outrun on there, and it was just you know just. Just the joy of being in an arcade. I mean, hell, Des, I met you in an arcade. You know, yeah, most of yeah my
1: Meeting your meeting your gamer step daddy. You know, I don't know. yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, totally. You know,
2: like most of I my mean, friends, I, we I have... About... Oh, I'm sorry. have. Most of my friends I have to this day are just part of a a crew that originated from the you know middle '90s, where I used to go basically not almost daily but used to go to arcade a lot and play a lot of 1v1 fighting games you know so you know and another memory that sticks out to me is too 7-eleven used to have arcade machines in every 7-eleven it used to Mm -hmm. be a mainstay so i remember um ditching first period in, in as a senior in high school and playing double dragon and shinobi after we uh you know, took my car to go get some like uh, egg McMuffins at McDonald's over there by Fresno State. We'd go by the egg McDonald's, the seven Seven Eleven uh, by Fresno State, and play Double Dragon or play whatever. What was the flavor? Playing some Shinobi. I'd rather do that than go to first period English. You know, so <laughs> horrible. I know that's why I got a D. Is because of damn Shinobi and Double Dragon. And Don't you of... play <laughs> Shinobi? <laughs> that was not
0: Shinobi's fault. Yeah.
2: I know it's not Shinobi's fault. It, the 7-Eleven
0: was... by my high school had, had a nice arcade. Like, they had uh, uh, a... Oh, you talk
2: about the Buller High School? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah they had oh, Jeff dude. Drask. I, I was... first played Double Dragon. They had Crossbow. They had... Uh, at one time they had uh, Mario... You know, Super Mario Brothers, the arcade version. That's the first time I tried Super Mario Brothers was there. Uh, gosh, uh, Yair Kung Fu, first time I played that game, was there. So, yeah, they had... they And it was constantly rotating. They were oh, constantly yeah. new stuff in. So, yeah, they were... I, I, it.
2: I went to Bullard for about a month, and I, was mar- I marveled the fact that they had a room with a couple arcade cabs in there. That's, like, where I played Black Tiger for the first time. Yeah, Tiger. <laughs> <Spiker. Yeah. laughs> On there. Uh, even my prior... I went to Duncan, and they used to have an arcade right there by McLean High School that... I used to walk over on lunch and basically almost like miss my fifth period class sometimes because I'd be in there (laughs) just pounding quarters in playing ghouls and ghosts and that kind of thing. Uh, And you mentioned that 7-Eleven. That 7-Eleven was maintained up until around 92, 93. And I remember clearly I'd, I'd be on a swing shift at work and I would stop there on the way home from work and I would get a big gulp. And I would sit down and play some Samurai or some Samurai 2 or whatever they had. That that 7-Eleven even had pinball machines. They had a couple Mm -hmm. pinball machines and about four arcade cabs. And and man, that particular 7-Eleven always like spoke to me. You know, sometimes I'd be. You know, drinking with friends and we would go out like two o'clock in the morning, go to a 7-Eleven and so just sit there and play Samurai 2 for a couple of hours, you know, mm-hmm. instead instead of being at home or crashing or whatever, you know. And then, granted, I'm not like drunk, but, you know, I'm a couple beers in me just like, you know, ready to go play some Samurai just out in the middle. Middle of the night and, and uh, grab some like, you know, crappy food from 7 some nachos or some chocolate bars or whatever the hell <laughs> the else they had there. Those crappy hot dogs, you know, so.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it
2: sounds great. I mean,
1: I and then, of course, you know, for me, it was just, you know, I met you at an arcade. I remember going to the one the one arcade that I remember going to a little bit was the one uh, by um, Best. What was that one? Yeah, it's uh, Cosmic Empire. Yeah. Okay. So I remember going to Cosmic Empire, and I remember I think I still have a token from a long time ago from uh from Cosmic Empire. Um. So there was that, and then the last thing was um, which I thought was hilarious was um, going to, okay. So I was never very good at fighting games at the beginning, and it was my friend Eugene um who taught me how to play fighting games cuz Eugene would always, you know, whoop my ass like nonstop on on these games and I never could beat him. If it was Street Fighter, he'd whoop my ass. If it was Fatal Fight, whoop my ass. Fatal Fury, whoop my ass. And I was just like, how are you doing this? I could never. And he was the one that showed me how to to do a soyuken. You know, he's the one that told me, showed me how to roll the joystick forward from the bottom to the forward and the timing. So, so you know, he was a good guy. Um, unfortunately, he he died when we were t- when we were younger. Um, but uh, he was the guy that you know he had his little red his little red Datsun uh, truck. And we'd go to the arcade, mostly, mostly, uh, it was on, um, it was at festival arcade is where we most, most of the time, uh, we would play. And, and he was the one that, you know, taught me. And I'll just, I'll never like forget that. It was like a really cool kind of moment, you know. And then, uh, I was able to use that knowledge taught to me to, to whoop Joe's ass. And I was just like,
0: yes. <laughs> You know, I was like this I is I knew amazing. it was gonna come back to that some at some point. <laughs> I just knew that this was that was Not, gonna stop rubbing my face and shit. Stop it. Stop it. So so
1: I, knew, I know he's I, I have I,
2: beat you plenty.
1: Come on. I know he's smiling down on me, saying like yes, like Master Splinter and I am the I am I'm 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 I'm, I'm his turtle and we were I took it to Joe. So but yeah, I I I I still love arcades, and I really wish that they would make a triumphant comeback. Um, and I'm probably you know at some point there probably is. I know in San Francisco there is a couple of um, there is a couple of arcades that you can go to. I think one's called like Gold Watch, um, and they have um, uh, retrofitted. Um, uh, they're they have retrofitted. Um, pinball machines is their big uh, claim to fame uh, and it's um, that's some place you know when you when you come up and visit uh, we can go to um, it's a pretty cool place but I'm really hoping that after this is after this quarantine you know and all this stuff is all this crazy stuff is done we can actually, you know, go to an arcade and actually, you know, hang out and stuff. But
2: uh, but we should go to California Extreme together. I know we yeah. talked about it and then we take it for granted and after the pandemic, you know, I'm pretty yep. sure yeah, that, no, no, no. that I
1: know, want to go to that, that now. Yeah. I think we've definitely would... got to go to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but hey, that's Did you guys did you oh, guys ever go to Namco land at, at uh uh Manchester? over there in Manchester?
1: Oh yeah you know, uh it... yeah I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very interesting area.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I played Galaxian 3 in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they had a sit-down Galaxian 3 machine in there. Yeah, Namco, um, that was a very interesting area.
2: <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I know... They used to have the anime club that was be right next door to that arcade mm-hmm. that I used to go to. Yep. Uh, on there, and uh, one thing about that arcade, I always thought it was, they were stingy with the tokens. You know, if you put five bucks in, they didn't give you any bonus tokens like other arcades. And mm-hmm. a lot of their machines were set up for two tokens versus two tokens, one yeah. token.
0: Yeah. 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 So
2: it's like you know, I I would like going there, but at the same time, I think they had. Unique cabinets there, but at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, maybe uh, once in the blue moon, I would go over there. But you know, to me, it was always like festival neon, of course. Uh, maybe Mm. every now and then going over to um, Malibu Grand Prix, Malibu uh, Malibu Grand Prix, Blackbeards, of course, is always a mainstay. But thing about Blackbeards is that they were crappy with their maintenance, so Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, their Mm -hmm. games are always broken. Yeah, you know, and they had a great arcade, you know. That's the first place I played, like, Golden Axe, and, you know, back when, you know, I would go and hang out with uh, my friend Scott and Terry over there playing, like, uh, a Marvel versus Capcom 1 on there and, uh, you know, playing some other SNK stuff and that kind of thing, so.
1: That, uh, the, 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 um, so, at that Malibu is where I, they used to have those old... Um, what are they called? They had the old... um laser disc games you know oh yeah so, i was gonna mention
2: that yeah that yeah, Cobra so they
1: command had, uh, and they had uh the the one that was was the freedom fighters which was the which was a uh, galaxy express 999 which yeah. i absolutely loved playing that game that game was amazing yeah
2: i don't know Chuck E. cheese just to have this is like back in the day this is this arcade game called cliffhanger yep i remember that it, it basically is Lupin and Castle Castro yep. Castle if I'm saying Cacliostro. <laughs> yeah, butcher that you damn thing. It. No, you got it. It's fine. Cacliostro. Cac. I'm not even gonna mention. Yep. Don't worry about it. I'm not gonna say it. Epic. You guys <laughs> ever
0: hit up the, the arcade at Clovis Lakes?
2: Uh, very rarely. Because I never yeah, really I
0: did, got- I did. I did that okay. much. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I played a lot of uh, Time Pilot. There, I played a lot of Cloak and Dagger, if I remember correctly. Oh, so. exactly. I,
0: uh, I remember, I uh, remember Super Don Quixote. That was the one. That was the game. That was a laser disc game, and I thought it was an, I thought it was the dopest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I, I fell in love. Yes, I fell in love with that game. Uh, actually, uh, uh, it's on my it's on my RetroPie. I do have that on my RetroPie. It was it, it was uh, that one, and there was another one, another laserdisc game uh, that I asked uh, Nick about that he was able to get both of them on. So, Good deal. Mm.
2: As you can yeah. tell, we are quite burst in arcade <laughs> talk, and especially yeah. here locally. Uh, yes. And I'm pretty sure you guys listening to this probably have similar things so if you have any reaction to our discussion you know, let us know you know could always you know do a mailbag mail sack whatever you want to call it uh, on their vessel line i think is for our show on there so yeah send yeah. us a vessel yeah. line we'll read it off on the show if, or if you want to like just uh hit up on the discord and just let us know and if anything stir in the blood with our conversation on yeah. this so cool um
1: so uh thank you Joe for that and then the last thing we wanted to talk about is what our next our next question is going to be so the next question is so all three of us have a PS5 and uh we've all been playing it uh, for various various different times so Joe got it first then Kevin then me and so we wanted to basically have kind of a discussion about what your thoughts are uh about your PS5 um if you have a PS5 uh please you know sound off and let us know. Uh, what are your thoughts about it? Are you liking the interface? Do you not like the interface? What are things that you wish that you had? Uh, talk about the haptic feedbacks in the controllers. Are they good? Are they bad? You know, just I think it's I think it's been enough time for us to be able to talk about you know what um, what we like and what we uh, what we don't like or what we want to change. So please take the time um at the end uh at the end, kevin will let you know what our contact information is and you can definitely come in and let us know your thoughts we'd love to hear from you
2: yeah and if yeah, you don't we, have a we, PS5... we should open
1: that up
0: yeah go ahead oh you
1: want to do that okay yeah if you don't have a yeah. ps5 you know you can definitely let us know about your place or your xbox that we were cuz remember we're trying to be very um uh gaming system agnostic so if you could please let us know your thoughts we can go that way yep
0: yep So, all right. So, thank you for that, Dez. So, our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So, Trader Joe, why don't you let folks know what's been going on in the gaming industry?
2: All right. Well, first thing we're going to talk about is the big 800-pound Donkey Kong gorilla in the room, which is the uh, Nintendo Direct that just happened this past Uh, Wednesday on there so and so I'm going to go over as far as major you know things that were announced and revealed during the Direct on there to kind of get you guys impressions too as well on it so uh, first thing that kind of led off with the Nintendo Direct the new Smash Brothers characters so uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Pyre and Mithra are both joining the Smash Brothers Ultimate in March on there. kind of you know made me wish I played a little bit more Xenoblade Chronicles too on there. But, uh, you know, just like we said before about Smash Brothers, it just seems like it's encompassing, like, all of video games at least uh, with what the Nintendo has brought forth on there. And I'm cool just kind of keeping an eye on the side, but it does not give me any desire to play Smash Brothers. I don't know about you, Kev. I know what your nephew still, you know, probably pretty active in the scene as far as uh, how are your feelings on Smash
0: Bros.? Um, really not moved. (laughs) Yeah. I know my nephew was, my nephew, I don't know if my nephew was, I haven't, I have I did not, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about the the, the Nintendo Direct and see what his thoughts are on uh, these new this new character. But I know he was over the moon with Sephiroth, uh, with the Sephiroth announcement. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to be, he's got an interest in that. So I definitely want to get his take and see how he feels that new character may change the, uh, ch- change the, the Smash landscape competitively.
2: Yeah. I love the fact that they have incorporated quite a bit of Xenoblade Chronicles characters, including like Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles into the game. And so uh, I keep an eye on it just for a simple fact. If, if they bring out a character I like, I know there's going to be a comparable ami- amiibo coming out. And so I, I love my amiibos. Not for the game features they bring to any Switch games. It's just had like having them on my desk because they're like you know, pretty good stat. You know, yeah, they're cool statues. You know, I got the hero from Dragon Quest Eleven on my desk here right now, with a couple slimes on there. And I know I'm gonna see if I could pre-order if it's not already out, uh, the, uh, Smash Bros. Amiibo for Terry from King of Fighters and Fatal Fury. Cause I think that'd be badass to have at least hanging around on there, but all right. Also in the Nintendo direct, they announced that, uh, Devolver digital's fall guys is going to be coming to the switch this summer on there. So just in case you want to play more fall guys, fall guys on the go, it is on the switch. Uh, also, you know, Announced uh, like a day after the direct uh, Xbox put up or the D- D- Devolver Digital put up that it is coming to the Xbox at the same time as well on there. So, so more Fall Guys on that. Okay. Also, too, uh, they unveiled a new Samurai Warriors game. Samurai Warriors 5 is coming from Tecmo Koei and it's not just on the Switch, it's going to also be on all platforms so we're talking about pc we're talking about ps4 and also on xbox one of course it's going to be compatible also with you know next gen systems at ps5 and xbox series s and x via backwards compatibility on there hopefully there's some sort of enhancements but we'll have to see uh samurai warriors always been kind of dicey like uh, samurai warriors 3 was exclusive on the wii if Remember correctly. And this looks like a reimagining of the franchise. So, and you know, just like Dynasty Warriors is about the Chinese warriors from ancient times, this is uh, about the J- Japanese warriors from the Sengoku period on there uh, Nobunaga Oda and Mitsuhuhe Achiki on there. So, and so we'll have to take a look. It's been a while since uh, Tecma in and Omega Forces released an actual. True Blue Warriors game. It's since uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, which got middling kind of impressions on there. So I'm kind of curious as far as how this one is going to play out. Kind of gives me some Sengoku Basara vibes, which to me is a good thing because it has more of a cel-shaded look to the character designs on there. So any thoughts about Samurai Warriors 5 from either you two gentlemen?
1: I mean, I'll probably look at it at your house when I come by and see it. <laughs> you know i mean again i've played i've played a lot of those games so like i know what you're talking about what your thoughts are like for me personally so i mean i if it's a good if it looks good you know i might pick it up um but again i i like i've liked those games in the past so i like i like the the uh the i like the um I don't know what you would be called uh the the series the i I like it, so I think it might be good, Musso yeah, like i i I like that series, so and i've I've played a lot of them, so okay, I just hope it's I just hope it's good is what i hope
2: oh I, I think they've had enough time, I think you know, and they need to get back to their bread and butter, you know but to me, I mean, they've done so many spin offs, warriors spin offs for other. You know, franchises, it's like they're kind of leaving their main tentpole franchises kind of to rot in the way, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know Dynasty Warriors 10 going to be just off the heezy, but I was expecting to see it close to PS5 launch and we haven't seen nothing. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. So, uh, Also, uh, they announced a couple of new um, games. This is like an old Famicom Uh, game uh, that was released in Japan called Famicom Detective Club uh, from the uh, 8-bit era, but they're being remade and being brought out on Switch on there. They're both being localized. So there's two uh, murder mystery visual novels. We'll see The Missing Heir and also The Girl girl Who Stands Behind. They are going to be remade and both brought out digitally on May 14th. I think from what I've seen of this, I think it might be a cool uh, visual novel type game to play. And I'm kind of interested. I don't know if I'm willing to pay 40 bucks a shot on these both on there as far as each. I know you think you get a discount if you buy one. And if you want to buy the other, there's like a bundle on there. So I'm uh... not, I'm not sure about, um,
1: uh, I'm honestly not sure about visual novels. Like, I don't know. I haven't I haven't really um, cut my teeth on them, so I really don't know. So,
2: yeah, okay. I mean, I, I I'm interested in playing. I know I haven't played any Dump and Rampa, you know, mm-hmm. even though I have it, uh, you know, and also some of Steins Gate. You know, there's been some really good uh visual novel games at least on the ps4 on there and also on pc of course on there and you know I, i'll keep an eye on this you know i i don't know if i'm going to pick it up right away because of my backlog of visual novel games i have on other consoles but uh, i think it's just good that they're getting this out for the people that really like that style of game mm-hmm. on that so I agree. and All right, next thing they announced, and there's a surprise announcement, is Square Enix is remaking Legend of Mana. So, this is the next Mana game after Secret of Mana 3, which was released here as Trials of Mana on here, but it's an enhanced version of the PS1 uh, JRPG. It's coming out on Switch on June the 4th. It's also will be out for PC and also for PS4 on there. So, I, this is one of the mana games I did not play initially, so it kind of gets me interested in it. But at the same time, I have not <laughs> even picked up trials yet to go and play through that. So I'll keep an eye on this. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it day one on there. But uh, any thoughts about this game from either of you two?
1: It looks great. Like I was yeah. really like... Yeah, I was like, damn, this looks really good. So, I mean, I, I will... I will pro- I hate to say, I don't know, I should say I hate to say it, but I will probably end up picking it up. So, yeah. Because yeah. I have, yeah. I have all of the Mana games that have been re released. So I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to, I'm just probably just going to add this to my, to my backlog and have it in just in case I start to, I decide to play it. I mean, gotcha. That's just kind of yeah. how, how it is right now with some of these games.
2: What what platform were you gonna switch? PS four, PC. I probably
1: will. I probably will end up buying it for the uh, PC. That's funny. I, might, I probably will end up playing it for the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I now I don't really know what I'm gonna buy it for. I don't think I'm gonna buy it for the Switch though. I don't think that's. I don't think I'm gonna buy it for the Switch. I don't know. Gotcha. Maybe because it's maybe maybe because because uh, the sprites will be relatively small. Mm. And they probably won't look that bad. Um, yeah. on the Switch. So maybe that might be a good place to have it. So maybe I will pick it up for the Switch. I don't know. Yeah, well, pick, I got my other talk.
2: mana remakes on PS4, so I'll probably pick up the PS4 version.
1: I have a couple on Switch and I have and I have the last the, the last really big one, Tales of Mana, I have that on the on the PS four. So this one I'll probably end up buying on the Switch because it just seems like that would be a better a better um place for it. Yeah. So I think that's probably where it's gonna be. Okay.
2: Also, they showed a new Monster Hunter Rise trailer, which we won't really have to talk about too much. How do you, you know, talk up a, a trailer if need be? But uh, they did formally announce the U.S. release of the both the Monster Hunter uh, Switch and also the Monster Hunter Rise a Switch Pro controller as well. Both me and Desmond got the Switch Pro controller um, pre-ordered. Sold out. I know. Ah, uh, they are sold out currently, yeah, on there, so. And, uh, you know, we've been going back and forth on the console these last few days. I know we said on the show previously that you're in it to win it to grab that console, Des, but uh, what's your feelings on it right now?
1: I probably won't buy the console. <laughs> I probably yeah. won't buy the console. If if I can find a. am probably going, because I want another console so I can put it in the game room. Uh, because Paul's kind of adopted the the one that's in the front room, which is fine. Um, but I'm probably going to end up getting the red one, the Mario one, because it's not like I already have the game pre-ordered and with all the bells and whistles. So having the game pre-installed, I know you know Joe's like you can always sell it, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to sell it. And I know that most of these things will retain their 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 second market value, but I just don't think I want to do that. So or I, I don't think I want to double dip. So I'm probably going to end up getting the red, the red Mario. Because red's my favorite color, anyway, and I think it'll really jazz up the 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 the, the area that has my gaming, because all of it is either black or white. And I think having a nice red console in there will really kind of shake things up. So,
2: yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence too. I mean, I could see to where um, I could buy it, sell the Switch I have for around two fifty, two seventy five, for most and make most of the money back, but at the same time it is does retail for uh three sixty nine ninety nine includes that because of the See, fact that hmm. you get the uh you know collector's edition and or deluxe edition of Monster Hunter Rise included with the console and Out the door know. out the door with shipping
1: shipping and tax was uh four ten. Four oh 407 I think was, was 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 how much it cost after taxes and shipping from from GameStop. And I just didn't want to I just didn't want to pay over four hundred dollars for it. I just, it just, uh I just, it just felt, it just felt, it just felt bad. Was, ugh, yeah, so.
2: I mean, I looked at the design on the back, and it looks cool, and it's good to have. I have plenty of other Monster Hunter collectibles and/or you know special editions, and you know I, it's like, you know, do I have to have them all? No, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm already got the Collector's Edition of Rise pre-ordered. I got the amiibos. We both have the amiibos pre-ordered i mean we got the steelbook coming i mean there's enough i think without even buying the system to celebrate the launch of the game <laughs> to be able to and you know we talked about this in, in the prior main event you know it's like you know do you go all out for you know certain games and we definitely are invested but you know, you know buying a console is a whole other thing in a nutshell so i know kev you wanted that monster hunter uh world uh, ps4 at one time i think we talked about so
0: yeah that's the one i wanted the one with the uh the dragon on it uh that red one looked looked really dope but i didn't want to jump through the gamestop hoops to get it right not a
2: fan not a fan of that yeah i kind of wished they would just put it up and you know, say, OK, or do some sort of proper allocation or queuing or that kind of thing. You know, it just sucks that these wind up in the hands of eBay scalpers, just like with the PS5s now with, you know, probably every Nike sneaker known to man, Air Jordans, you name it. There's mm-hmm. resellers out there ma- making uh rough th- for people out there that want to enjoy things, you know, as they love you. All right, next thing that they showed, a new Mario Golf is on its way. So Mario Golf Super Rush is coming. It's going to be out on June 25th, and it's going to include your standard golf, a speed mode story campaign, and online multiplayer and local multiplayer. So uh, as far as my impressions, uh, day one confirmed on this. I love arcade golf games. Uh, Give me more. I hate it.
1: God, (laughs) I hate that you said that. (laughs) I hate that you said that. And I'll why? tell you why, because why is I, was think- I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, I haven't played a good golf game in a while. Yeah. And I had, I had played everybody's golf and I was like, this is a pretty fun game, too. And then and then I thought, OK, you know, this, you know, I really thought it looked good. Like this Mario game looks looks kind of fun. I haven't really played a Mario golf game in a long time. And I was like, maybe. Yeah, maybe I should get this, you know. And then you, this bastard over here says, First day game, day one confirmed. And, like, well, crap. Well, if Joe's gonna buy
0: it, I probably should now buy it. So, thanks well, a lot. I think,
2: Joe. I, I think Kevin's gonna buy it too. Don't play. Are you game. gonna buy it,
0: Kev? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, awesome. I like it. Okay. I like it.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, then never mind. Then, yay. <laughs> I just I just want to play my, I just want to play that game only with my with my gamer stepson is what I is what really, that comes down to I need someone yeah, else there it's stuck with me and yeah. I need someone else there so
2: <laughs> oh, oh boy. But, yeah, Mario Golf just has these like. Uh... RPG elements, at least in the prior games in the series, like the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Color, Mario Golf specifically. In fact, I mean, that game golf story on the Switch kind of is a homage to the original Mario Golf on the Game Boy uh, Color on there. So uh, as long as there's enough RPG elements to this, uh, I know I mentioned the fact that Clap Hands, the developer of of all the Hot Shots games and everybody's golf, uh, basically is... Uh, speaking of stepsons, they got kicked at the curb by Sony, and so there's no uh, future iterations of uh, hot, everybody's golf that's going to be made for uh, Sony consoles unless they outsource it to someone else. And I don't think – th- I think it was surprising that they got a Hot Shots game out or everybody's golf out for PS4, in my opinion. I don't know. I love Next. Next thing they announced, uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium got a shadow drop, and uh, this thing has gotten me quite interested just for the fact that uh, it looks like it's running off the same engine as the Capcom beat 'em up uh, collection that we've been talking about these last few weeks on here, and uh, for you to be able to get all the games, it's in packs of uh, ten. I mean, the, uh, certain packs for uh, ten bucks each on here and it would cost i think altogether i believe uh like thirty dollars to get everything but there's enough bells and whistles but there's enough games on here i'm looking at the lineup of the games right now and we talked about section z section z's on here trojan legendary wings commando on here uh strider uh 1941 uh mercs is on here so Street Fighter 2, Captain Commando, of course, Warriors of Fate, (laughs) as we all talked about before. CyberBots is on here, which I don't know if you guys remember, but it's a fighting game that was also brought out on the Saturn in Japan. There's a Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo on here, a Battle Circuit, Giga Wing, uh, Pro Gear. So there's some shooting games on here, and so you take a look. Add everything, and I think it might be something I'm interested in. How about you guys? What's your feelings on it?
0: Yeah, I, def- I definitely definitely do. We are uh, the any of the D and D uh, and Cadillacs and dinosaurs on there? I'm guessing nope.
2: not. Nope. No, with the license, you're pretty much mm. done. Uh, they do have terrible. a sequel. To, they have a sequel to UN Squadron on here, Carrier Air Wing, which I haven't played in a in a hot minute.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, UN, UN Squadron was my was my sanctuary when I was going to college in Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I spent a lot of time playing like UN Squadron.
2: Now, keep in mind right now, uh, it's out in the Switch, it got Shadow Drop, but um, it is coming for both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, we all know as far as when, but it is on the page, and so... You know, now that I know it's coming out for other consoles besides um, Switch, I just might have to wait and get it for the PlayStation. I think, yeah, especially yeah. playing online, uh, playing with you guys with the Beat 'em Up Collection. I'm thinking I'm going to wait just so I could have the convenience of being able to chat with you guys and still mm-hmm. play online at the same time. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I would yeah,
1: agree. I hate I hate I, to say it, but I agree. <laughs>
2: I didn't, uh, before the show, before I clicked on this link and was talking about it right now, um, I didn't know it was coming out for other consoles. And it should have been a given, but but good good on me to do my research over here. So Also, too, announced at the Direct, No More Heroes 3 got a release date of August 27th on that. Um, looks good from what I could see. Great art designed. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it right away. I'm not. Or that, you know, I love the uh, the No More Heroes one and two. I was thinking about getting the um, remasters on the on the Switch that they just brought out. They're not bringing out a physical copy, and I know that they were ESRB rated for um, Steam, and so they haven't released them on Steam yet. But it might be a thing where I might wait to play No More Heroes one and two on Steam, and then kind of work my way to play three at some point. But uh, it
1: might be a good idea.
2: You know well, that I put we'll the first one,
1: yeah, I put the first one, but never the second one, and then yeah. the first one, I mean, it's weird, like it's a it's a weird game
2: that's <laughs> a grasshopper manufacture game yeah. they they are you know they are an acquired taste I yeah. could say. You know,
0: it's strange so. how about you we'll Kat? have
2: any interest in no more Heroes three at all?
0: yeah, um, I have the first one on on Steam. I have not played it yet. it's not the remaster, it's the old one, it's the the non-remastered one uh so i i do have that on my steam collection but uh i have not i have yet to play it and i mean it's i like i i because I, I i had it originally i played the first one on the wii and i i liked it but i don't know some i was hoping i was going to get like god hand vibes from it right and you i don't didn't. no, you I don't didn't. I was really wanting to get God Hand vibes from it. Not, you know, and, and I get it. Not everything can be God Hand, even if it's from Gra- Grasshopper. But I was really thinking that, that that uh, No More Heroes would just have that crazy, over the, like, over the top boss fights. I mean, but it didn't really, you know, from, and I didn't complete the game, but from what I, I, I really didn't see anything the same stuff that attracted me to God Hand did not attract me to no more heroes. I liked the game. I I did think the charging of the of the of the sword was dumb. I, I, that was just a dumb mechanic. Uh, you but, had to like
2: move your hand and yeah, it like yeah. you were yanking it basically. Yeah, that Weebo. was just dumb because <laughs> it, it interfered yeah. with my
0: combat. And I, yeah, it interfered I, with my I, combat and you lost me.
1: Yeah. I think he was I think he was subscribing to that kind of borderlands kind of, you know, mentality and I think that was what really kind of hindered it. Is it just like in that Travis Touchdown, he just wasn't a very likable character. And I know you he's know, supposed to, he's not supposed to be, but like
0: I was just kind of like whatever guy, you know. Yeah, well neither is a dude in God Hand, but he is likable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I don't know. It <laughs> I mean, maybe I just I'm I just hold God hand on put that game at such a pedestal, deservedly or undeservedly, you know. You be the judge of that. But Travis, no more heroes. Just I was expecting that feeling, and it just didn't give it to me. So this might actually be just like a complete pass. The more the more I talk of think about it, I think I'm just gonna skip it.
2: <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Yeah, it definitely plays like. We'll have to see. Uh, hopefully, it go back to the gameplay from the original two Wii games on there. So, on uh, nah. that, and also on the direct, uh, they are porting over Metopia from the 3DS to the Switch. Well, that's a port. Ooh, I thought it was a new one. Oof. Yeah, it is a port, and mm-hmm. on the top of it, uh, a hot fifty dollars. Nope.
0: So <laughs> nope. Nintendo techs.
2: Nintendo Tax, yes, an up res three DS game for fifty bucks. So I'm basically good. with the Tamadachi Life Meets JRPG game that was originally on the on the 3DS. And so <laughs> I'm good too. I don't think fifty bucks is gonna be the end all be all on that one. Uh Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting Mario crossover. I'm sure we're uh super happy about that. But uh are you you haven't dabbled in Animal Crossing, have you, Des?
1: Uh yeah, I have the I have Animal Crossing New Horizon. I played it. I was like super into it for about a week, and then I was like, <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> trade yeah. that GameStop for thirty dollars right now. You Are you serious? Yeah, no, you could get um, with the boost and everything if you tra- trade it in towards. Uh, Ah, uh, bravely default two. You'd get thirty nine bucks for it. Uh,
1: I might have to trade. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm I'm serious. I might have to trade that bad boy in and get my and get my bravely default because I'm sitting here thinking about like I almost pre ordered that game from Best Buy. So if I could get it, you know, thirty dollars off from like and I knew and I know people are gonna call me hypocritical because I said I didn't want to shop at GameStop anymore, but. Like when they do shit like this, it makes it so hard to be angry at them, you know. Now I understand how you feel, Joe, about the gamer stepdad. I, I feel like I understand, <laughs> you know, it's gotta keep coming back. It's gotta keep coming back.
2: Yeah, We've beaten this duck of dead horse. Okay, next. We are, dude. <laughs> next announcement uh, they uh, announced a new tactical rpg from square enix with another ridiculous name project triangle strategy is from the same team that did octopath traveler and tactics ogre on there and uh basically it looks like another jrpg tactics game it looks pretty cool on there and they, they shadow dropped a demo Uh, on the eShop so if you go check that out and take a look at that i know alberco in our discord mentioned that this is the game that caught his eye the most on there because it has that final fact fantasy tactics vibe on that and so i got this download i have not a chance to play a chance to play it but we'll definitely talk about next week give you my impressions of it at least so uh, also announced on the Direct, World in Club is a new detective story from the makers of Danganronpa, uh, being published by NIS America. thought that game looked cool. I mean, we'll have to see uh, once it does get released on here. Uh, another collection that isn't announced for Switch but will be out for PS4, Xbox, and PC is Tecmo Koei is re-releasing the Ninja Gaiden Sigma Master Collections, so Ninja Gaiden Master Collection you get Ninja Gaiden Sigma 1 Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 and then Ninja Gaiden 3 Rickety Rickety Razor's Edge on there, so <laughs> it's going to be out this summer on there, and I know we talked about, long time listeners of this show have talked about Kevin's uh, love and or maybe hate, hate affair with Ninja Gaiden 3 why don't you take it away sir? Oh man,
0: you know I, I guess it I, I, I uh, Ninja Gaiden Three is trash. Okay, I, I I'm just I just need to just leave that off the board. But I also still own Ninja Gaiden Three. Uh, I have it on the the Xbox collection, and that's kind of sort of I. I I'm asking myself if I really do. I really need to buy Sigma, and I I think I I think I will because Sigma did include allow you to play as additional characters, which was all which was still kind of dope. And you can't play as those additional characters in the original versions of the game, so I'll probably wind up picking it up. Not going to get it on the Switch. Um, I'm going to get it on um, for for PlayStation, but I don't know. It's just that. the first Ninja Gaiden, you know, particularly Ninja Gaiden Black and and the Hurricane Pack on the original Xbox, that was Ninja Gaiden at really at its at it well, kinda sorta at its best. And I, I'm I'm gonna try not to go too deep in the weeds because this is only going to really appeal to a very, very, very minute number of our listeners, but ninja guided 2 was when itagaki was on his way out and his team and you can kind of tell that when you the further you progress in the game there are some things that are just not quite up to what you would expect from 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 that from that from that from the uh, previous game but ninja guided 3 was just like double was uh uh, Team Ninja's double middle fingers to Itagaki because they did everything in that game that he did not want Ninja Gaiden to ever be. Uh, in part, Sigma was in, in a way uh, part of that because as I, if I'm remembering my my Team Ninja lore, uh, Itagaki was against the PlayStation 3 version uh, of, of, of Ninja Gaiden ever coming out because. He didn't feel that they had a grip on the cell architecture, if I'm remembering the the what the presumed scuttlebutt from from way back when. So he did not want Team Ninja to come out with to to bring a port over to the PlayStation, but they did, and he was dead set against it. And I think that might have been really where, uh, you know. The rift between him and his team and Team Ninja was was kind of starting to really make itself even more pronounced. So, with, with when they decided to bring Sig the Sigma, the original uh, Ninja Guiding game uh, in the form of Sigma over to PS3, then they brought Sigma Two over to PS3, and you know he didn't want any of that to happen. So, you know. I will probably pick it up because you do get to play as the additional characters Ayame and the uh, shrine, the shrine guardian. I can't remember her name now, but you can. And you get to play as, uh, uh, oh gosh, I was about the the blonde blonde gal um, uh, from the first or Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. You get to play as Rachel Ayane, and the uh, shrine guardian. Momochi or Momochi, either Momochi or Mom. Yeah, it, so, it starts with an M. So you yeah. get to play as all three of them and that's pretty cool. And then the you know the big thing was that it's not going to be under censorship. You know, it's like, okay, whatever, you get your you get your if that's what you you want you get your waifu fix from Ninja Gaiden, okay. <laughs> but Yeah.
2: Sure. Well, I know the original Ninja Gaiden too had a lot of blood and gore, and I know the Sigma games took all the blood and gore out, so
0: uh n- not all of it. Not all of it. Uh, no. Not all of yeah. it. It it's yeah. uh yeah, not all of it. But it was it was kinda it was kinda toned down. Um and I don't you know, you Ninja Gaiden should never be toned down for the violence. That's that's part of what, what of its appeal. Uh, they made that mistake in three when they, they took away the dismemberment and, you know, people, Oh, that's so, you know, why are you talking about dismembering in the game? Well, it was actually part of the mechanic in two and it made enemies even more uh, dangerous to you. If you did not address those enemies that were missing a leg or missing an arm, because they would, they became, you know, uh, Al Qaeda ninjas, they would blow themselves up and try to take you with, with them uh and it, it added a really unique uh gameplay uh element to the combat and that gave us what makes it so difficult and makes it so intriguing to me for someone who really gets into the minutiae in uh melee mechanics I really just I think mechanically two is the best that the series has ever been and uh three was just you know was just horrible but you know I'll wind up getting it and um Hopefully, it's a uh, they put enough of the originals into Sigma with this uh, that make it that will make it an overall appealing package. So
2: that's all All we can hope for. for. Yeah, deal. And then the last two big announcements at the direct, Um, of course, uh, a Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword remaster is coming out for the Switch on there it's going to be out on july 16th a lot of people are also stating that because it's the t- 35th anniversary of legend of zelda we'll probably be seeing possibly ports of both um, wind waker and also uh, twilight princess at some point those are both wii u jams of course on there so i'll, I'll put the wind waker see. again <clears throat> yeah but skyward sword it, it you know, they are going to be able to go ahead and modify the. Uh, Waggle controls in that game uh, for the uh, Joy Cons on there, and they talked about in the direct as far as how they're modifying it to where uh, they felt like they were going to, you know, adapt it to the uh, Joy Cons. Also, if you don't want to use the Joy Cons. Uh, they have it to where you are able to play the game with a standard controller on that and went into the kind of aspects on that. They show that you're going to be using the sword swings with the right analog stick, kind of nope. similar to Ooh. Monster Hunter back in the day. So that's nope. how you would get by with that. So.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I am not a fan of that at all. Don't do that. Don't don't do that.
2: Well, that's what they're doing. I don't know if I there's know. going to be any other uh, button configurations behind, besides you know using the analog stick on the uh, right analog stick to do your sword swings, but we'll see what that uh, brings forth. But obviously, this is a $60 uh, re- release from Nintendo of a Wii game on there, so we'll have to see how much they mix it up. And then they announced at the end of the Direct Splatoon 3, so it looks... From what the trailers show, a lot of uh, um, gameplay aspects looks like it's prettier than the prior game in the series. It looks like there might be a lot more uh, in between the uh, matches as far as world building and that kind of thing. I love the character design. I love the art and the music in this game. Uh, Something where I think I need to play Splatoon 2 and give it a fair, good fair shake on the Switch and, you know, wait for this game. This game is not coming out until 2022, so we'll see. But uh, that was your Nintendo Direct, and so... A lot of people were disappointed. They're expecting, of course, everything under the sun, the Switch Pro to be announced, possibly. <laughs> mm. uh, more information on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which was um, acknowledged, but said that we'll have information later on in the year, which basically means it's not coming out this year. Too bad, so that? sad. <laughs> so I'm, re- I'm really thinking they're gating some games, uh, possibly for a Switch Pro or the next, system that's coming on there i think you're gonna see like breath of the wild 2 maybe have a switch and a switch pro a switch hd whatever you want to call it like uh, a dual release along with whatever they're planning on doing with metroid along with maybe other some other surprise announcements as well on there what overall what's your guys' impression of this direct good bad and different? great i thought uh, it was, was good. good yeah it was fine good deal I thought it was good because it's the first time that they had a full blown, like almost an hour long direct. And uh, even with the shadow drops they did, I'm. Yeah, to me, Nintendo Direct's almost like almost a mini E3 in a way because Nintendo gets to announce games that are multi plats, even though they are not saying, hey, this is also for the Xbox and PS4. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you do enough in, uh, internet sleuthing and you know that uh, these games are announced for other platforms besides Nintendo. So, yep, you got to you know, wait for doesn't, that. Because me being a low res hater over here, but you know.
0: And, and I want to say that Nintendo said that they did not have a. Uh, Switch HD in development. They, no. I, I want to say that they, they, they did mention that
2: they it... did not comment on rumors or speculation. There's still they don't do that.
0: no. No, there was a there was. I was if I'd have, if I'd have been prudent, I would have uh, clipped it and put it put that in the in the outline. They told some outlet uh, that they were having an interview with. It was in. It was a Japanese uh, media company. And they said that they do not have a Switch HD in development at this time. So they and I remember seeing that this this just like literally like a couple of days ago. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, I think I found the article you're referencing because you placed it in the Discord. But uh, uh, this came from Nintendo President uh, Shunitaro Furukawa. Any he mentioned the fact that uh, they are always developing new hardware in a research and development phase, but the company will not release a new console until it can deliver something unique and meaningful. That's what mm-hmm. they made a statement. Wow. So that oh, says
0: yeah. no Switch Pro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fur- Fur- Furukawa said that Nintendo's goal is to propose new forms of entertainment. So, so we'll see. I mean, they, they've had noted... Um, you know, and he also stated we always we always say that we are in the middle of Switch's life cycle, and since one piece of hardware can be used to play both stationary and portable games, we can offer a wide variety of software for this purpose. The life cycle can still be extended. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But in the article, it says Nintendo continues to deny that there this refresh is coming in 2021 on here so and they made a mention that there's no new model plan beyond the super mario and monster hunter rise Limited edition consoles coming out in february and march so Mm. so there you go all right and then other news besides nintendo direct we properly flattened and murdered that thing to death on here Mm -hmm. uh blizzcon happened yesterday and the major announcement from it Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming out at the by the end of 2021 for PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and also on PC. It's gonna launch in 2021 with cross-progression across all platforms on there. So and uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected will include a remake of Diablo 2 and its Lord of Destruction expansion you're able to switch between the old graphics and the new graphics style on the fly with the press of a button on there. So, and, you know, think about Diablo 2. It was a major release back in the day when it was uh, originally brought out for PC on there. It was like one of the original really looter RPGs uh, that was out and uh, they are trying to modernize it, get it out for console with controller support, but at the same time, kind of still have the same beads as the original game on there. Um the multiplayer is going to be just like it was on PC on there. So there's going to be PvP. You'll be able to trade like you used to back in the day on there. I believe it's eight player PvP multiplayer on there. So I don't know about PvP and Diablo. I don't know what you guys have feelings on that bad boy. But I will not be doing that.
0: No, me either. Yeah, I wanna really play it though. Don't get me thing. wrong.
1: I, I really want to play the new Diablo. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun. I've never I've only played Diablo two once <clears throat> and it was at your house, Joe. Um on, on one of your old computers, you had it, and I was like, Oh, what's this? And so I and so yeah. you 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 know, turned it on and I played through the first round or like just kind of seeing how it was and that was kind of it. It was it was really kinda of cool. I thought it was
2: yeah, I, I never played it myself. Uh, so it's something, this is one of the games my ex wife yeah, used to be a yeah. fervent fan of. And, uh, you know, I take it from me. I, I don't like in that genre with mouse and keyboard, even though it's nope. like, it's heresy, her, heresy, it's heresy. <laughs> to say that mouse and keyboard is I like, I do not like know.
1: mouse and keyboard either. So,
2: yeah. So I think controller with Diablo three is just like awesome. So I'm looking forward to playing it on controller as well. Yeah, it looks damn good too. Yeah. I'm pretty much stoked for it because it is a new game for me. It's almost like a new Diablo, even though it's an old Diablo, you know, And so we'll have to see, but I'm pretty excited for it. I'll be picking it up on PlayStation 5. I know a lot of people were commenting that that game being on Switch is like almost like, you know, might as well just (laughs) end it right now because that's where they're going to be addicted and playing hundreds and hundreds of hours on. On the Switch, though? I mean, yeah, I guess it's not going to have like a huge,
1: uh, a huge, um, whatchamacallit, um... The, um, our graphical the overhead. Yeah, it's not gonna have like a huge graphics, you know, upgrade or anything like that. So I guess yeah. it's okay. Yeah,
2: we'll see though. But we'll be definitely talking about that game more uh, as the, you know, once it gets released later on in the year. So we're gonna get Blizzard, Activision more of our ducats on now. So. <laughs> All right, next thing I want to talk about, Outriders. The demo is going to be releasing on February 25th. So by the time the next episode of this show and this show is released, you'll be able to play this demo on here. So it's going to be out. uh, They have times in particular time zones. So for U.S. listeners of this show, it'll be out uh, at midnight, uh, February 25th. It'll be out at 9 o'clock specific time, uh, February 25th, for those on the West Coast. On there, Uh, they said that it cannot be preloaded on there. But uh, once you have it downloaded, it's going to come at around 22 gigabytes. It's going to be out for all platforms. That includes PS5, Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One and PC. There is a beta version of crossplay with the demo, but you're going to have to opt into it by going into the settings and selecting it. Uh, There is not going to be any time limit for you to be able to play the demo. So you're able to play the demo as long as you want. Uh, The demo is going to include the prologue and the opening chapter of the game. And you can play as all four classes. So Desmond. Shut up. But you are (laughs) capped at level seven and progress until world tier five. And progress will transfer as long as your demo progress
1: how dare you?
2: <laughs> How dare I? What? All four about... character classes, so you you could make, uh, like you know, if if they have like multiple builds, you could probably like you know do sixteen separate playthroughs, dude. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny because he's not <laughs> lying. I
1: hate him, um, uh, <laughs> he's not lying. He is not lying. I <laughs> finally get my revenge. My revenge. <sighs> the the stepson
2: gets over on the stepdad. Game Horrible. Of Horrible. Well, progress will transfer as long as your demo progress is within the same platform family. So... Um, like say, if you play the demo on PlayStation and you buy the Xbox version, you're not going to be able to get your save over onto that side of the fence, and vice versa. On oh that. well, so, I mean, I'm not surprised by that, but yeah. I, I mean, think I
1: think, I think I'm going to play the, the the Technomancer anyway. So, to, so he's so, a. So, so, I, I like just I like that there's four. Like it gives people a lot more. Um, ability to, to kind of try what they want to do. And I'm glad that it's only... Um, I'm glad that it is uh, capped at 7 um, because then you're going to be able to do what you need to do. But one good thing about it is you only need to make 4 characters if you, if you want to do everything because you there's no cost or anything or in-game currency or whatever to switch your um, your builds. So you can, you can literally switch your builds on the fly if you want. So... Or, or at you're the,
2: about to, the... to make 10 million characters. Then that's cool. It's,
1: I know, right? So, so they, they they were thinking. They got my letters, so to speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you do like the demo and give it a chance, I mean, this is kind of a breath of fresh air after what happened with Cyberpunk and everything. Uh, you'll be able yes. to buy the game proper on April the first. It's coming out on April Fool's Day, so I'm excited. Demo like I, I'm to... here for it. Let's so let's play it? this game yeah if you wanna play it, let us know, we'll put something up in the discord maybe we'll do a game night and uh we'll play with you guys whatever platforms you wanna play it on of course uh you know whether it's p c or playstation or xbox so so definitely let us know on there so and uh kev, I know you had a story you wanna talk about, and then I could rest my weary throat here so
0: all right, so like real quick um just like on the console space, uh, GPUs are are hard and difficult to come by. Uh, I have posted a couple of um, U- uh, YouTube videos that from very from different channels. Uh, I think having a perspective, just trying to spark some conversation on our chips and Bytes section of our of our Discord, which is our PC discussion channel. So just to see what fo- other folks think and um it is it, i it's definitely frustrating um and uh basically Nvidia has decided to actually do something about it, so the long and short of it is that they are with the with the new thirty sixty that was announced i believe the, just last week they are announcing a series within the thirty sixty line of what they're calling uh c m p s which stands for uh Ky- cryo uh, cryptocurrency mining processors. So the ga- these cards are not game focused. In fact, I don't think you can play games on them. The focus is to be energy and, uh, I guess, algorithmically efficient in mining cryptocurrency. Hopefully this taking the edge off of those who are to have been uh beating their heads against their keyboards trying to secure one of these new gpus um uh no word on from emd as whether they're going to follow suit with a similar plan but uh nvidia was the was the first of the uh graphics you know the, the the you know graphics card giants to announce that they are doing something to try and curb the gpu farming that's going on amongst uh, cryptocurrencies I, cryptocurrencies so and you know the reading, look getting gathering information on that has really kind of and i'm sitting here and i'm and i, I just kind of look just thinking about my area my space uh, as a gamer in 2020 um got a switch which i'm happy with their their first party offerings uh got a ps5 and i am actually enjoying it more than i originally thought i would and uh i don't i I don't have an I don't have an Xbox yet but I've got enough GameStop credit to actually buy a Series X without any out of pocket uh expenditure. And I'm and I'm sitting back and I'm thinking about this. It's like do I is is a PC really Needed for me at at this time, and I'm thinking, what would I actually be playing on it? Now, granted, yes, could I could I could I put a, a rig together that would blow these new consoles out of the water? Absolutely, you can. Um, you can you can put you can put a, a a rig together that would make the PS5 and the Series X look like you know uh, in television and Atari VCS, <laughs> you know, it, it, quote unquote, comparatively speaking, as far as specs go, but how much, how much 4k are you really going to get? Uh, how much, you know, when you start getting past 60 frames per second, at least for me, maybe it's my old man eyes. I don't know. It, 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 when you start, when you're at, at a hundred, 120 frames, you know, am I going to notice? Am I, am I going to notice the difference of a hundred, a hundred and a hundred and ten uh, over versus a hundred and thirty, a hundred and fifty that a high end PC can generate, or more? You know, with four K and and ultra on, depending on how many, you know, how many thousands of dollars you want to sink into that. And the truth of it is, no, uh, I really can't. So the the Drive, you know, fight is bad enough. You got to fight the scalpers. I mean, you're fighting the scalpers for consoles right now. But at some point, that's going to come to an end. That that's that that's going to end. But the and the cryptocurrencies, if AMD, I mean, if 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 uh, Nvidia can get these cryptocurrency focused uh, graphics cards out in the amounts needed, that could cause a at least a somewhat of a let up on people who are trying to get GPUs for their PCs right now but uh, the more i kind of think of it the only reason i would want a super the greatest PC rig would be for playstation level exclusives and and there really are no the pc does have exclusives but they're for games that i have zero interest in playing you know i don't i don't care about RTXs i don't care about uh, you know deep space sims um, I don't care about um, flight simulators all those things that are kind of you know if not exclusively games that are exclusively on the PC platform or at least have their origins or play best on PC I don't really care for so I think I'm gonna. I think for me, at least right now, uh, you know, until until play until PlayStation announces they're going day and date on PC for their exclusives, um, I think I'm I think I'm rolling rolling console for the foreseeable future. I know I've been flip flopping <laughs> back and forth you know, since we've been doing this show, but this this whole thing with the cryptocurrency. And, and the continued pressure being applied by uh, scalpers and people still not being able. There are still issues with people trying to find 2080 cards at MSRP. 2080 last gen cards. <laughs> God. So, you know, I think I'm good. <laughs> I, I I think I'm good for right now. I, I'm cool with my consoles. I got like I said, I got a Switch, got a PS Five. At some point, I'll have a Series X, and I think for the foreseeable future, until PlayStation announced day and date on Steam, uh, I'm just gonna roll with that.
2: About the uh, so, what did you, you guys? Did- Oh, I have no idea what he
1: was talking about. Just kidding. I mean, no, I just, again, I'm a console through and through, you know, I'm still thinking about, you know, either building or buying my, my, my own, my own computer. But again, the things that I'm going to be doing is not like when he said, when, when Kev was talking about like my old man eyes and stuff like that, like, I don't know about you, but I, every now and then I can tell and it starts to get really, really sharp, but I don't, I don't really get it. So, so I'm fine. I, I for me when i'm gonna get it when i'm gonna get like i don't plan on having a a a super hardcore uh gaming experience i'm going to save that for my ps5 and I, the the games i'm going to be playing on my um on my uh on on my computer when i get one is going to be you know straight up you know uh probably it's going to sound weird but probably the um the the roguelites that are not coming that are not going to be coming to um to uh, any of the consoles, so that's really where 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 I'm going to be for the for the most part. So so for me, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, you know, to 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 do all of these super crazy, you know, uh, things because I'm not going to be utilizing it uh, as much as I can. So so that's kind of where I'm at with that. I mean,
2: and I. I'm debating about putting another or getting a com- another computer together, but it's like, you know, what I do on the computer is browse the internet. And, uh, I sit at this desk and work 40 hours a week. I don't know if yep. I want to spend any more time here, even though I got a nice gaming chair. I got some decent speakers. I have a nice computer monitor that I could play 144 Hertz. And, uh, you know, when I game, I want to sit in front of my 65 inch TV. So, you know, and the games I want to play on Steam are not graphic-intensive titles. And so yeah, I know, you exactly. know, they just recently announced Metro Exodus a remaster coming out for console. But the PC version has ray tracing is required on that one. So it's like, you know, if I want to get all cray-cray, if there's a game in my wheelhouse that I want to play, you know, like listener of the show, Will, his jam is uh simulators, and so he's playing like you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator in VR, and that's like okay. It's like I'm glad that he has something uh, on the PC platform, which is so open and so willing that you could p- probably play any type of genre of game that you want to play, uh, and still get some enjoyment out of it. So, so to me, to get a uh, you know two thousand, three thousand dollar computer, get a thousand dollar graphics card. Not my wheelhouse, you know. If there's a gamer genre that I'm gonna play that will utilize that graphical power and it's something that goes above and beyond console, then maybe, you know, uh, maybe if the next Monster Hunter is like in the Super to Greatest mode, um, PC where I'm gonna get like tons of additional benefits above and beyond console then maybe, but I don't think I'm going to get that. I think they're going to make it for the lowest common denominator, which is going to be the PS five and series X. And <laughs> I think that's how things are going to roll. So, uh, you know,
0: and you I know, agree. another thing that really kind of hammered that home. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the comparisons of, uh, control, yeah, I uh, for PS five and series X. I have uh, not. it looks amazing on ps5 i can I, I mean they did this the the they also did on the series x it looks it looks very good and then you know of course there's always the rectal exam you know ps5 has better frames in the game mode but the photo mode has more frames uh in the series x i mean who plays games in photo mode that's just so stupid but okay whatever <laughs> um and i'm looking at that and yeah you can put you can make a, you can build a pc that will run that game at a 100 plus frames and have the best ray tracing effects and all that but i was actually looking at that and i'm like is it really that much better maybe if from you, six, know. Okay, you know am i really am i really going to see something am i really going to be paying that much is it really going to affect my gameplay experience from 60 to 90 frames with ray tracing on you know and and ultra on on a high end rig i mean I, I mean you'd have to you'd have to go into you'd have to dig deep 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 to get that game at at uh you know 4k ultra at 100 plus frames i don't even you know that that would be a super deep dive uh, spec wise, but, you know, is, is it really, is it really worth that? And and to me, the more, the more I think about it after, particularly after, you know, dealing with the, or getting information on folks that are really trying to get these graphics cards for their rigs, seeing the, that information on YouTube and now seeing, uh, Nvidia actually trying to make something happen Uh, with trying to pull the miners out of the GPU market, I'm like, you know what, I think I'm I'm, I think, and seeing and and seeing like how control turned out for the current gen, I was like, you know what, I I think I'm good, I think I'm good, you know. Okay, well, CC
2: fans of this show, if you want to talk about this, if you even want to come on the show (laughs) to give a counterpoint and let us know how you feel about things, definitely let us know, and we will. get you on the show we will set the terms and you can tell us all about pc gaming if need be so
0: yeah so please tell me where i'm wrong (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's all good discussion so uh, so that was my little my last little thing i wanted to throw into the news contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you've heard something on this show that you want to respond to or if you would in fact like to be on the show and get your opinions of gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com we have a twitter feed at gamingvessels on twitter individually we have our social media accounts I can be found on uh on uh, uh, twitter <laughs> at shonuf71 that's s-h-o-n-u the number 71 PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff 7 same spelling with the number 7 at the end. On Xbox, I am Shonuff 71 uh, same spelling with 071 at the end. Uh, and I forgot to get my, my Nintendo Switch number, so I will try to have that next week. And on Steam, I am Shonuff 71 same spelling as originally. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at me?
1: All right, folks, you guys can find me on... Uh... PSN and Xbox Live, if I ever uh, re, uh, put it on. I mean, it's kind of what it is. Um, at Come back, Nemo. Come on. Nemo, <laughs> Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Nemo 6, T H E N E M O, the number 6. I do not have my friend code on me, so listen to an old episode, you can get it. There you go. <laughs>
2: All right, for me, uh, Twitter is Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. I should probably look for uh, uh, gaming <laughs> stepchild and we'll see if that's available. <laughs> you really should.
1: Gaming uh, PS...
2: gamer stepchild. <laughs> yes. Uh, PSN and Steam, I am Nagara, Kamunagara, K A M, U N A G A R A on Xbox. And on Uplay, I'm Nagara, Kamunagara, K A M, U N A G A R A, 6995. And my Nintendo friend code, uh 4712 uh 59531409 five, four, on there. I don't think Nintendo friend codes probably eh, it's okay but I think you know we're going to uh talk it up on Discord when we play Monster Hunter Rise next month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It, it's yeah. better He's not lying. It's better to just go ahead and join our discord and do that yeah. that's that's honestly the best thing to do yes yeah.
0: yeah, so and you can join our discord uh, directly from our our Twitter or our Twitter fan uh, Twitter handle if I can speak. you can also find it find that link on wherever you download your podcast from whatever podcast aggregate program or app that you use. Also don't forget to follow us on Spotify and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes. As they are released So with that That's going to bring episode 114 To a close For Dez aka The high res hater The Bay Area Terror cat daddy And step daddy gamer And also for Joe Aka the food max of gaming Who will maximize your gaming dollar I'm up 71 Saying we'll be back next week with a new show Peace you